Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Andrew Sahak from Life Was Peachy, and you're listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Quiet, listen to me. We're going to start a show. Now, some of you people have been with me before. You know it's going to be a tough grind. But we're going to have a show. Jump! Jump! It's Marvin! Your cousin, Marvin Barry! You know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to CultureCast Radio. It is Thursday, August 19th, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, here live on the 4D Podcast Network from Thompson Home Studios. I am one-third cup of your hosts. I am Kid Dynamite. I am the homeless heartthrob and the 21st century sweatpants sex icon. My name is Jason Douglas. Welcome to the show. Joining me as always. At least they're Sean John brand. Absolutely. The expensive gun. Yeah. Joining me as always, to my physical right, the heir to the ice cream throne, the former and still champion, champion, two-belted man, Mr. 300, Ryan Cruz. And despite John Maddening blowing the spot, blowing I am the, spot, I am the Pied, Pied Piper, Piper of Power Bombs. Of Power Bombs. Blew it, John Maddening. I know you won't hear this, but you blew it. I hope he does. Fuck you, John Maddening. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got to get expensive. Uh, and, as always, the captain of the ship. The Baron of the Buttons and Dials, the Pied Piper of Podcasts, the Patron Saint of Burgers and Steaks, Ooh. Jake Stubby J. Beaver. Hell yeah. Wow, someone was on like the Google name generator today. Nope, off the dome. Off the dome. Can earlier, I? but uh, off the dome earlier. Sure. I'm gonna, what was that last one one more time? The Patron Saint of Burgers and Steaks. That's my Wu-Tang name. <laughs> and as we all know, as we all know, gentlemen, Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang is for the children. Yeah. All right? <laughs> <laughs> Culture Cast Radio, your weekly dose of levity, no negativity, here to talk movies, music, bullshit, news, jokes, and trivia. Uh, we're just here to have a good time. This is what we'd like to talk about. It's what we'd like to do. We hope you like to listen to it. If you're listening live on 40podcast.com, fuck yes, thank you. If you're podcasting you. later in the week on the internet somewhere, we also appreciate it because you missed a hell of a show. Instead of, fuck yes, you get a... 
Well, fuck yeah, man. Well, fuck yeah, man. Brostradamus <laughs> over here knows that it's going to be a good show, and I believe him. I, do I too. believe me too today. Because yeah. we, we, we actually watched a movie that he we liked. At, yeah. For the first time. <laughs> How about that? Almost. Uh, we've got uh, some celebrity birthday game. We've got a trivia game Jake cooked up for us. We have our, Ooh. at this point, it's your fault if you have not seen the 2002 film Road to Perdition. Mm-hmm. All right. Fantastic little flick. Loved it. All right. We'll talk about what we're watching, what we're listening to. We've got some shit it or get it. I'm excited for Songs this. that would yeah. be your pro wrestling intro. Yeah. And uh, songs from a band in a movie. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, this one was mine. And I thought I'd clarify a little bit. Yeah, I was my just going to ask you. Yeah. Go ahead. It's, it's not soundtrack songs it's gonna be a fictional band they were well they don't have to be i mean they could be a fictional they could be a real band but they had to perform and the song that they performed in said movie show what does it have to be a band or can it be an artist it can be an artist yeah just good a music creator on a fictional program perfect then i got a couple then good this just went from this just went from three to a shitload yeah i hope one of you chose the goofy movie um because that song should not slap that hard uh well i that one was actually going to be a crossover for me because i've considered stand out as a as a theme music before Ooh, sick i don't don't like to brag but you know i uh i I went and saw cruzy do some fake fight last friday hell yeah, yeah. Man. That, yeah. we had amazing turnouts for yeah. uh, for both shows wow. um friday was at clutch brewing at the cake and case market for first wrestling we had probably four yeah. 450 people there was, there, outside. There was a lot of people there the weather was amazing the beer was oh, great dude 78 degrees clear blue skies the beer was delicious Absolutely. and affordable yep That's spot on yep. yeah i'd never been to keg and case Good that, little spot. It is a pretty cool spot. It's I'm actually impressed with how many things survived the pandemic. Yeah, inside because that was that was only open maybe a year prior. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 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 a new but it's a cool spot. Um, then Saturday was at Wilebski's Saloon in um, St. Paul for Pro Wrestling Battleground. We had about 150 people there. Um, and then First Wrestling did another show on Sunday. I was not a part of it, but it was at Bauhaus. And they had six hundred plus there. Yeah, and for the so old blood, sweat, and beers. Yeah, mm-hmm. so over a thousand in attendance for first wrestling, over twelve hundred in attendance for pro wrestling in general yeah. around the Twin That's Cities. Amazing. So the indies are alive and well. People want to get out and be entertained. Yes. It's, yeah, it's bumping, man. Dope. Yeah. And the announcement of two more shows by first on the nineteenth. Yep, at, at Pyres. Pyres Brewing, and then uh, Wrestlepalooza makes a comeback at First Ab October. First. October the 1th, the first October wrestling is back at uh, at First Ab. So if you are interested in that, head on over to uh, First Wrestling's Instagram page. They have links for all that jazz. And First Avenue does have some extended requirements for attending yep. their venue. So check yeah. that out as well if you're interested. Yes. Abso-fucking-lutely, boys. Si, senors. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Thanks for coming to that, by the by. Yeah, hell yeah. It was awesome to watch you injure yourself. Thanks, man. It's it's great to have um, one working leg and then one that's just kind of there for decoration. She, yeah, she looks yeah, that one looks rough. rough. Funny. I, I smashed her a little bit on the guardrail, but uh, yep. the show must go on. show must go on. Because that was a good 90 Somehow seconds you, into the match. That Yeah, that probably hurt real nice and ripe on Saturday. Uh, it was actually Sunday show. was when it grabbed yeah. a particular cup of suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is the cup that I drink my suck out of. Yeah. It's particular. Okay. It's not that kind of show. Um, um, speaking of our, one of our shoot it or get it categories of the uh, songs by Band in a Movie, have you, did you guys see the website that went up in the last week or so that catalogs every fake TV show that is within every 
TV show and no. movie. It, wow. I'll find the link and I'll send it to you. It is fascinating. I can't wait because that was going to be perfect for trivias at some point in time. Yeah, no, it is. It, it catalogs every made up TV show or movie that's within a TV show or movie. I am so that's excited. amazing, and I don't know how these people did it. Um, I, I sifted through just like the top of it, and I was like, "Oh, this is extensive." And yeah. I was like, "I am still working." <laughs> and why is the first one that comes to mind is crime scene scene in the crime within forgetting Sarah Marshall? Perfect. Why is that the first one that comes to my mind? Yep, because that because it was the perfect name for a spoof TV show. The Fair. first one that came to my mind was Bitch Hunter from <laughs> Thirty Rock. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this is like the fourth time that show has come up in like the last probably week or so for yep. me. I think it's a sign I need to watch it. You never I've, seen it? I've never seen it. Oh, I, it might be my fault because I'm taking like my fourth trip through the series. Sure. It's my turn it on and fall asleep to it because I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Um, and not every joke is going to hold up, but uh, goddamn, is that show hilarious. Yeah. Doesn't, is, doesn't it have like guest appearance by Steve Buscemi at some point or am I making that up? Um, maybe. Okay. There's been a yes. lot of conversation around shows I should watch. This yes. Last week. yes, he does. Up again, Ryan. Yes, he does. He plays a PI somewhere. Okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. You no. weren't supposed to dress up as a woman. <laughs> was that what it <laughs> yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, but within 30 Rock, when they're tr- they're trying new TV shows, and <laughs> one of them's called Bitch Hunter, and it's Will Ferrell <laughs> as, as the protagonist of this show. Jeez. He is the bitch hunter. Uh, awesome. But yeah, that show is off the walls, but it's hilarious. Um, nice. So yeah, I'll have to find that link um, and put it out through uh, the Cultcast. Twitter at Cultcast Radio, if you feel like joining along. Um, um, other than that, I did watch the first episode of Reservation Dogs. How is um, it? Yeah. Getting high praise on the interwebs. It's uh, first three episodes are on Hulu. First episode, pretty damn good. Yeah, pretty damn good. I didn't. Uh, I, I jumped into a, a really. I jumped into a video game sesh after that episode, but I'm definitely going to watch uh, the the rest of it and follow it along because uh, that first episode grabbed my attention. I liked it a lot. Nice, yeah, cool. absolutely. It's about a um, a group of uh, Native American teenagers on a reservation in Oklahoma, and they are they they are called the Reservation Bandits, and so they're like stealing and they're trying they're stealing and selling stuff to a scrapyard so they can get enough cash to get the fuck out of Oklahoma. Is basically it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they set that all up in that first episode, which is uh, they do a great job, and it's uh, produced by Taika Waititi. So even better, you know nice. it's good. Yeah. So you know it's good. It's amazing. Um, I love that he showed up in uh, uh, Suicide Squad. Oh as yeah, Brad yeah. One. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. great. Yep, just a little, just a little moment, mm-hmm. just a little Taika moment. It's perfect. Guy's bit. brilliant. Guy can't miss. No, no he guy really can't. Doesn't miss. What yeah. else do you guys watch this week? Uh, I watched the first episode of Heels. It came out on Star, okay. starring Stephen Amell and Alexander Ludwig. Is it a wrestling thing? It is yeah. a wrestling thing. It's about a Sounds just like a it. bodunk town wrestling organization where they're losing hand over fist and money, and so they're trying to figure out a way to make more money. And the biggest conflict is there's two brothers, one who obviously has a giant-ass ego and the other one who's just trying to keep everything together. Um it's fun. First episode was real fun. Yeah. Really interesting. It's really interesting. It's it's awkward and unfortunate. Not really unfortunate. It's awkward more than anything. Uh, when you watch a show and on the show is a, a person who was on one of Ted's shows that he used to watch as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she gets completely naked. And you're like, I don't oh. think I... I what the? What are you doing? <laughs> no! You're, okay, you're watching a Showtime show with your 12 year old. No, 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 no. So he watched. So there was this show called Lab Rats, 
that yeah. was made for him. It's a, it's a kid's show. Yeah. And one of the characters on it was this young girl. Uh, She's all grown up now. All grown up now She's by the name showtime. of Kelly Berglund. And she is naked in this first episode. And you're huh. like... This oh, so he didn't watch it. No, no, no. But no, it's no. weird if you're like you used to watch that show with your kid. Yeah. Okay, I get yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And then Maybe you're that, like that oh, might be a little weird. Nice. Oh, 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 cuz you watch them grow up and it's like That's kind of like the I, uh, the modern family gal. Ariel um, Winter. Yeah, and yeah. she got all kind of sex potty when she turned like 18, 19. I, um and people had real issue with that. Yeah. She was like posting like uh, thirst trap Instagram photos mm-hmm. and people are like, you play a 17 year old on TV. This is weird. It's super, Very weird, which I get. Man. That it's makes, awkward. yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Um, so that, yeah, I could see Amanda that. Bynes, didn't Amanda Bynes kind uh, oh, of, she just went out She went off the deep end and started doing that. Yeah. She went legitimately mentally off the end. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know how she's doing now, but, no. um, so heels otherwise though. Uh, solid. First yeah. episode was what pretty solid. The wrestling shows that are like tits. Got to include some tits. That's like it's, Allison Brie in Glow. Like it was, it yeah. was honestly in those first er- episode of Glow. In those eras, that's that's all the ladies were there for. Yeah, that's all they were there for. And Misogyny. now, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but but now you know, I'm so happy with the movement now where women are like, no, we can wrestle. Yeah, we I can can't believe Glow didn't get this. renewed. Do this bullshit. It's sad. They finish it up well, but it's yeah. sad. It's sad that they, it got, they knew they were they were done, they so they got they to wrap it up. up. That's I mean, yeah. that's better than getting canceled. I guess. Very I mean, true. you still get canceled, but getting canceled like mid season or something like that. Oh damn. Um, I think one of my favorite jokes I saw was, I can't believe the pandemic got a second got a second season, but Glow didn't. <laughs> Glow didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, third season, but Glow did. Oh, uh, funny. Yeah, you know, jokes. Pandemic. <laughs> Levity. Uh, We're here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, watched the uh, the low-key season. Okay. Pretty good. Kind of yeah. entertaining, a little campy at some points, but it's uh, it's a fun little watch. It's quick, what, six forty or 45-minute episodes? It's okay. fantastic because that actually will tie into, at this point, uh, a little mm-hmm. bit as well. Oh, mm-hmm. nice, nice. Slightly. And that's renewed for a season two. Nice. So that's going to be exciting. <laughs> that was fun to watch because I, I watched it with my wife and trying to explain how that <laughs> fits into the timeline and how oh. this connects to that. Um, nope. She, nope. Nope. She, nope. she asked this through a text yesterday or earlier today, and so I sent kind of like, well, he gets taken in 2012, but it was actually during the end game, which is in 2018, and it kind of crosses over, and then they're in this timeline, and it's all kinds of weird, blah, 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 blah. And so she sent me a GIF of like somebody looking at their phone, just like, what the hell? And so then I responded <laughs> with a GIF of uh, um, Zach Galifianakis in Hangover yep. when all the shit's the just going thing. around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, that's appropriate. It's, it's interesting. Did you watch WandaVision? I did watch WandaVision. Okay, so you're on. So you're on the Disney Plus Marvel TV show train. Yes. What's the next one? I thought they were putting one out like as soon as the last one. Well, I still That's haven't what they watched, did with Wanda and Loki. I still haven't watched uh, Falcon and Winter Winter Soldier yet. Oh, is that is that that's been out now? Yeah, yeah that was out actually right. before yeah. Loki. Yep. Oh. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not up on that. I'm just kind of tired of superheroes. Unless it's the boys, I just kind of don't care. Sure, or um, Suicide Squad, or Suicide Squad. But that's James Gunn. It's not True. like it would just. I, mean, I would watch any movie James Gunn. Did. Absolutely. Uh, but so yeah, admittedly, yes, I did watch those. The boys is just too good, and um, but like uh, Eternals. Yeah, that looks really good. It, it looks does. really good, and so. <laughs> Uh, there was some meme on Twitter today. It was like the Eternals are going to explain why they didn't help in Endgame, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I sent that to Hondo Serda, our resident wizard comic book guru. Yep, and uh, he goes, "It's actually annoyingly easy to explain if you want me to." And I was like, "Shut up, nerd!" Yeah, obviously nerd. Rob Stark was busy in Westeros, and Paperboy was still making his album. So, you know, and Kuma. 
Kumail wasn't on the poster for some reason, but I know he's. Isn't that the show he's in? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the one he, he was, got all buffed. He was for. busy getting jacked. Yeah. That's the one he got all. Well, he's in there. Brian Tyree Henry is in there too. Uh, he played um, the best. Boy? The best friend in. Oh yeah, he is Paperboy. Paperboy. Sorry, he's the rapper. My bad. Sorry, yeah. I, I did. Mm. Took me two seconds to put one and three Paper together. Boy. Um, See you later. Boy. It looks good. I do like the fact, and again for the nerdy side of me, like the, the you know Galactus is in this, and Galactus yep. is the guy yep. who is the eater of worlds, which yep. was his name, and you yep. know he was the How one. Who, I mean, he on. was he was the one who said that they can't get involved in human conflict and stuff like. So it looks good. Ah. I, I'm excited for it. Ah, so he could have just said, "Well, Galactus says they can't get involved." Instead yeah. of prefacing with, I could explain it if you want me to. Yeah. Shut up, yeah. nerd. Uh, <laughs> got him. <laughs> because. Take got that. you good, you fucker. Because. Uh, boom and pow. Because <laughs> I, I didn't want to. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Eat the soap, Rook. Make him look like a jackass. All right. Um, <laughs> Plug him up. <laughs> Free beers, dude. Open bar, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Speaking of which, Tacoma FD season three comes out in September, so catch up on that. Oh, really? Are you they in offer it? you a Are you deal in it this year? <laughs> yeah, I'm in it this year. No, I, I, I was lobbying for season four. Oh. I'm just going to keep tweeting until someone famous gives me a shot, guys. Absolutely. I'll take you with me. Don't worry. Thank you. When I, make, when I do one TV show and get paid like 40 grand base fee, and I'll just build a podcast studio, and then we'll just, you know, then we'll be, then we'll be fine. Sound. But that's going to be the like the Brinks truck up and let's do this. That's going to be like seventeen five after taxes. <laughs> <laughs> not if it shoots in Texas uh, or Florida. Eight. No taxes in Florida. I'm either. not. Well, going no to state taxes. Well, those states might not be there anymore. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> if the killer bees don't get them, the brain busters will. Oh my gosh. Speaking of that, yeah, uh, gotcha. I'm going to dip my toe in some negativity here. Fuck oh, no. Jumping the State Fair. What about it? Hit me with the hard 20. Keep making noise. No vax requirement, no mask requirement, no, no attendance limit. No stubby J. I'll tell well, you that. If, right if you are that's, that's, the, that's the debate going on right now. If you are unvaxxed on the indoor areas, you have to mask up. Sure. But, but they're no, not no, going to be able to no, enforce no. that. No, that's the thing. They're not. They are, yeah. tr- quote, Trusting people to do the right thing. Absolutely. There is no mask mandate even for unvaccinated. Not a chance. It's recommended. Not, not a chance, chance right. in hell. Yeah. No I, way. I, I might go on like a weekday morning mm-hmm. and like just get some of the food. I'll, 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 and I'll, then like never go in, in, indoors. But Como, I mean, uh, what is it? Como Town? Yeah. Whatever it's called. The, 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 car, the carnival area of the, yeah, yeah, Como the Zoo. Yeah, the games and shit. Yeah. I don't yeah. even care about oh, the Oh, the Midway. Rides. Midway. Yeah. yeah. Como um, Town's over by Como Town. Cole. That's Cole. part of the zoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's part of the zoo. Um, but yeah, Midway at night is, that's what I go to the fair for. Yeah. If mm. anything, I just drink all day in the sunshine and then I'm drunk at Midway by nightfall. Trying you know, to break like, plates with uh, baseball. Yeah, man. I won a prize last year, two that's years great. ago, whenever I, I went. I doing it. Um, yeah. I love carnival games and that's, that's like my favorite part of the fair, hands down. But I think. How good are you at carnival games? I, I do okay. You do better than sinking a uh, beanbag and a fucking wooden board or what? Hey, it's hey. too soon. Oh, sorry. Too soon. And there was wind involved. Okay. Yeah, there was wind. Uh, at this point, I'm sure. Wind got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was and pretty good. I mean, I can, uh, it, 
once you play them enough too, you kind of know some of the you the know tricks. the tricks of the trick. So yeah. no, and you can't yeah. and you can't always exploit the trick every single time. No, there's that one where you you use the ring on the fishing rod to stand the bottle up. Yeah. I can never get that. That one. one's a hard one. That one's a hard one. I can never get that one. My uncle did the old softball in the basket one. Ended up cleaning these guys out, and they're like, "You gotta go." You can't I forget how to do that one. It's the you gotta roll the ball. Yeah, you, you yeah, gotta, you gotta, you gotta get give the, the old flick of the, wi- the yeah. wrist. Yeah, flick of the wrist. Flick of the wrist. Flick of the wrist. Flick of the fliss. So I, I'm on the fence about the state fair. When it starts today, next week. Next it starts week. next week. Next 20, Thursday, 26th, yeah. I think. Yeah, next yeah. Thursday. I'm not going. I just, there's, I'm sorry. I went to the Twins game on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. even there, I masked up just because mm-hmm. I don't trust. And I, I I've been I, to a couple of Twins games. I, yeah. I just sat in on a meeting where they said that the Delta variant, if you already have the vaccine, the vaccine, Jesus <laughs> Christ, the WIS, the vaccine, uh, if you already have the vaccine. The percent chance of getting COVID again is point zero one nine five. That's yeah. still a chance. It's not zero. Yeah. So I'm right. I'm yeah. always going to. So I masked up at the Twins game. I would say maybe two percent of the people there had masks. Oh yeah, no, and it was just it when you're walking the concourse and yeah. stuff like that. When I'm sitting in my seat and there's nobody else around yeah. me, sure. Yeah, but not. That's a the chance. beauty of the Twins games. There's generally no one around you. <laughs> My uncle bought us tickets. They just, they just won four series in a row. So well, three you know, walk-offs in a row. My uncle, my uncle bought us tickets, and I was just like, "Well, you obviously haven't. You don't live here, so <laughs> no, why? Why are you buying tickets?" Yeah, right. I right. I mean, uh, finished Dave. I finished Dave. Finished Dave. That's uh, right. Th- uh, th- second season. Yep. Um, and, and I talked briefly with DJ about it. Uh, the last two episodes are are fucking gold. Uh, unbelievably gold. Yeah. Um, there's something about a TV show, and like I said, I talked to DJ about this too. There's something about a TV show where you can't root for the, where you just don't want to root for the the lead character. Yeah. yeah, which you were not rooting for Dave at all. No, but you really want to see what they do next. You do, and that's and that's especially the, the way they ended with it, that sure. with Atlanta, and also with this show that I'm watching now, White Lotus. You don't want to care for these characters at all because everybody just has so much shit where you're just like, you're an asshole, you're an asshole, but I want to see what you do next. And that makes pretty good TV. I I think what Dave season two did a great job of was exactly that. It made you not root for Dave Bird. It didn't make you root for Lil Dicky other than to do literally anything correctly or right. Um, But the whole season you're rooting for Gata. And then you get a big payoff at the end. Huge payoff for both. at the end. But those first three episodes really take you down the rabbit hole of being like, what the fuck is going on here? It kind of, it kind and of, and then it, it makes gradually it, it comes def- up and it, it hits the mountaintop it, those last two episodes. And those three episodes, you kind of need those for that ramp up. You do. You do. For now, sure. I've been talking about it with Rico all season. <laughs> yeah. um, but basing it all around him defeating his ego is, I'm, honestly, I'm sure something little dicky. He did, yeah. Dealt with, but also, it's been six years since he dropped an album. And that's the thing, too, is that all of this music that you hear on Where's it coming from? Where's it going? It's got to be coming up on something soon, I thought they were going to do an album drop the day after the episode. I really hope they did, because there's some really good shit on that show, and he just didn't get it. Yeah. Ten episodes? Ten episodes. Ten episodes. And what, 40 minutes, half hour? 35, 40. Okay. So I'm going to bust through them this weekend. You're going to, you're going to, easy watch. He even said, I mean, you even mentioned it too last week on the show where they said episode nine for him he was says, my favorite thing his I've favorite ever thing he's ever done. I see why. Yeah, I was, absolutely. I was thrown on how good it was. Yeah. 
Um, so you watched it twice. I did. Yeah. Because Mo- most times I'll watch it and... On Hulu, by the uh, way. On Hulu. Listeners. Yep. Uh, most times I'll watch Before it and just like, I'll be on my phone dicking around and, you know, like looking at stuff while yep. you're doing it. Phone was down. I was just in trance. Locked the whole in. thing. Nice. Yeah. Locked in. Big time. Yes. Yes, sir. Very invested in, in what they do next with that show. I am curious. I need more music from Little Dicky though. Yeah. Agreed. Not enough rapping in this season for my liking. No. There wasn't enough in the first season either. Uh, there was yeah that would honestly the Mountain Dew rap in season two you'll get to it yeah is, the Mountain Dew rap is, is probably baller the, yeah, yeah. it's great when he did that like I told I even told Mountain Lisa Mountain, Mountain, I even told Lisa I watched that one a couple <laughs> times as well I found uh, I found the official Lil Dicky FX TikTok and it just posts clips from the show and so I have I found I'm sure I liked it it's buried somewhere but it's just that rap so nice it's perfect cool perfect awesome yeah Dave on Hulu watch Dave on Hulu Brooklyn Nine Nine had a premiere. I haven't watched it yet. <gasps> they dropped two. So here's the thing. They premiered with two episodes, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. Apparently, <clears throat> the rest of the way... They're just doing two every week, aren't they? They're doing two again this week. Today at 7 o'clock, they dropped the new one. So I might rush home and see if I actually... My rabbit ears will catch NBC. But um, they're doing it again this week, and I think they're going the rest of the way. And they're only doing like... Eight episodes. Yeah, it's like eight or ten or something mm-hmm. like that. Ten max. Yeah, it's like it, it, I it's think it's short. Quick. It's short as fuck. And because normally, you know, the seasons were 20, 23, 24 yeah, episodes. episodes. Typical. So sitcom. I, I really like. They really had to get back into what has happened since they were last on screen, hard and fast. Um, and it's a little. It's almost like they're skipping over stuff, but they're addressing everything at the same time. So it was a lot. But those first two episodes, I'm I'm really excited to see what they do. Um, and it it the show immediately addresses like the atmosphere around being a cop yeah. right now, which understandable. Like police procedurals, probably not the most popular content right now obviously i would argue for brooklyn 99 to be the only cop show on tv for the rest of my life because it's the most representative inclusive addressing issues type combat like a comedy Mm -hmm. haven't haven't we seen all these cop shows before let's just not do any of them anymore i mean wrapping it up i guarantee you hollywood lost genre They're going to take a break, at least for a while, I guarantee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had already signed on for season eight for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but they're like, uh, 10, 12 episodes, wrap this shit up. Yeah, we can't do this. So we get it. I mean, the funniest jokes I saw last summer about season eight of B99 was like, what if they were all just firefighters and they never addressed the fact that they were any of the previous seasons? That would have been perfect. What if they all worked at the post office? Yeah. Yeah. I think that could have been great. Uh, That could have been great. Um, But I'm excited to see what they do. And... um, yeah. Yeah. And then speaking of uh, Hollywood, we have some celebrity birthdays. Sure do. Sure do. Sure do. There you go. There we go. Celebrity birthdays. Birthdays today will determine who goes first in tonight's game. Uh, first and foremost, Melissa Fumero, speaking of B99, plays Santiago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually did not see the answer to this. I did see it was her birthday, but I did not see the answer. I think she's 34. Taking the over. 35. Yeah, you should have. I think she's 38. She's actually 39. Ooh, wow. Wow. Uh, Matthew Perry. Hmm. Well, his teeth are like one. (laughs) Matthew Perry. You want to pop culture, Matt, this? Sure. 1994. Friends debuts. All right. He is probably 27. That was 27 years ago. 
55. I'm going to go with the under and say 54. Good call. He's 52. Yeah, I think he was 20. He had been 25 when he started. Because I think Lisa Kudrow was the oldest. She She was. 31 or 29 when they started. I know they were all supposed to be in their late 20s in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Kevin Bacon, Kira Cedric. Mm. Cruiser up first. Yeah. Still still looking good. Smoke show-ish. Yeah, she's she's amazing. 61. She don't age. 61? Yeah. That actually might be a good guess. I'm going to go over. 62. Should have gone under. She's 56, Book actually. You. Wow. Uh, uh, John Stamos. Weird. He's a weirdo. He is a weirdo. Like, he doesn't age either. Stamos. Yeah, but that's science, not nature. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Truth. And makeup. Uh, John Stamos is 50. Let's see. Full House was mid nineties. He's fifty six. That's a good guess. I was gonna say fifty seven. He's fifty eight. Ah. ah, good mathing though. Yeah. Kevin Dillon, uh, Matt's brother, played drama on Entourage. Victory. Viking Quest. <laughs> That's on your list of shows. Yeah, it's gonna. It's on that website. I guarantee. Forty four. Mm, he's the older or younger brother of Matthew Dillon? Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's the younger brother. I think he's the older brother. Well, we are on opposite sides of this decision. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? 40 what? Uh, foe. All right. I'm going to take a broad over on 45. Uh, he's 56. Yeah, I was going to say. Wow. He's, he's got to be up there. 56. God, uh, so he was like... How long ago was Entourage? Two thousands, early two thousands. Yeah. Okay, so he was in his mid thirties. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, Ed Norton. Ooh, Ed Norton is fifty. American History X was nineteen. No, early two thousands. Maybe maybe two thousand or ninety nine. He's probably thirty. He's fifty three. That's pretty good. I'm gonna say the over though. Fifty four. Should have gone the other way. He's fifty two. Wow. Uh, Christian Slater. Ooh, timeless. Fuck me, he cleared it. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movie lines of all time. What is that from? Uh, Robin Hood, Prince oh, of Thieves. Gosh, it's I where they seen that movie in a long uh, time. or at all maybe. It's where they fling him and Morgan Freeman up over the stone wall mm-hmm. with this like slingshot thing, and then it cuts back to Christian Slater's face. And he goes, "Ha, fuck me, they cleared it." <laughs> which the. Which was ad libbed. Yeah, uh, in the movie, and they just kept <laughs> just, it. How do you know, why do you know that? I do a lot of research. Yeah, that's shit. yeah, that's a good little tidbit. Um, Christian Slater. Okay, so that was ninety, early nineties. He's probably fifty six. Another good guess. I'm going to take the over. 57. Should have gone the other way. He's also 52. You can just say wow. the answer, and I'll know I should have gone the other way, Jacob. I'm just ru- I just like rubbing it in your face. Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Donatello Wahlberg. Donnie was a sensation in the late 80s with the new kids on the block. Step by step. Twas. And Rough. he was in his early 20s. That was 34 years ago. He's 59. I think that's too high. 58. He's 52. You both are wrong. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But Ryan was closer. Thank you. Um, (laughs) He's also 52. Uh, Andy Samberg. Oh, I think I actually know this real answer. I want to just say 52. No. No, I know he's not, though. Um... 
Oh, big mouth is 36. I'm going to play it safe and take the over uh, at 37, but I'm quite sure today is his 45th birthday. 43rd. 43rd. Wow, he's in his 40s. That would make sense that he's not the same age as me. (laughs) (laughs) Dennis Leary. (laughs) That's the world I'm living in right now. Jesus. We're the same age. Uh, Dennis Leary? Yeah. Rescue Me was okay. I liked Rescue Me. It just got a little off the rails. The a first too three much. seasons were good, but then they just kept going with the same storylines, just repackaged. Yeah, it was just something terrible happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, he sees dead people. Blah, blah, blah. Dennis Leary is 63. That's a really good guess. I think that's right on the money. 64, though. 64 is right on the money. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, Swayze. Patrick Swayze would have had a birthday today. Mm. What year did the Sways pass away? Uh, Sways died in 13. Everybody knows this. <laughs> <laughs> he said they, was that was confident. really the day the music died. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the wind. <laughs> 2011. 2009. <laughs> 2013. Everybody knows this. But that's... But that, I was wrong. But that still puts Ryan ahead at six to five. So oh. Ryan will be uh, choosing who goes Everyone first. Everyone knows right. it's two thousand nine. Oh, Don't right. be an idiot, you guys. <laughs> Everyone knows it's two thousand nine. <laughs> so I'm going to a- answer all your questions. <laughs> Everyone knows, you dummy. Speaking of two thousand nine, another year that happened on <laughs> that the under was two thousand two when the movie Road to Perdition came out. At this point. It's your fault. That I want you to owe a quarter for that segue. To give you the key to his room so you can walk in, put a gun to his head and pull the trigger, and I can't do that. He murdered Annie and Peter. Should have gone the other way. There are only murderers in this room. Cast Radio presents. I'm something of a rarity. How's that? I shoot the dead. At this point, this is the life we chose, the life we lead. And there is only one guarantee none of us will see heaven. It's your fault. That's right. Took the under. 2002. <laughs> 2013. Everybody knows that answer. Road to Perdition. Uh, Was this a somber movie? I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of just creepy piano going yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, so this song was the song that they played at the piano. Uh, during the Irish Wake. Yep. Uh, an interview with Paul Newman actually said that it was supposed to be a dance scene. Um, and... Hank said that he didn't want to do the dance scene, and Newman said, why not? He said, because I can't dance. (laughs) So they actually came up with the idea to play this together, and they both learned it together, uh, the whole one hand. Cute. Yes, Dorbies. Totes Dorbs. Which, it was kind of an out-of-place scene in the movie. It didn't really need to happen. That was the Oscar grab. Eh. Um, It was an Oscar trier, seemed like. Although Hank just kind of operates as normal, but he doesn't know. I, I, you know, it was put in there uh, to just show the 
bond between yeah, that makes sense. Sullivan Sr. and John I, Rooney, for sure. I complain about a lot of things that just end up being character development. Right. <laughs> totally. Uh, released July 14, 2002, 16 weeks in the theater. Debuted at number two. Got to get those bitch bucks. Got to get yeah. those bitch bucks. Sorry, bitchin' bucks, not bitchin' bitch bucks. That sounds like a weird thing. It's like an active thing you're bitching. Bitchin' bucks. <laughs> you are. I earn money every time I bitch about something. Uh, opened yeah. at number two uh, behind Men in Black 2. That, the second one. Yeah. That movie was yeah. a tight 90. It's the, it's the reason yeah. for its success. That's uh, true. It was followed behind uh, with Reign of Fire, Mr. Deeds, and Halloween Resurrection as three, four, and five. Number six, though, on that list, believe it or not, the Crocodile Hunter Collision Course, <laughs> which Fuck took yeah. in $14 million that week. What were people doing with their lives in 2002? Holy shit. Also, <laughs> Reign of Fire slaps fucking dick, dude. That movie is so good. <laughs> it is. is a good movie. Because that's a, that's a Bale McConaughey, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, movie yeah, yeah. rips fucking uh, ass. 117 minutes I'm just for this making film. stuff up. 117 minutes for this film, directed by Sam Mendes, uh, who we know from American Beauty. American Beauty was his first directorial, that was his directorial, like major wow. movie directorial debut, yeah, which yeah. he won Best Picture for. Sure yeah, did. American uh, Beauty has been one of my favorite films of all time since the day I saw it, and despite its troublesome cast member, yep. it is still an amazing flick. Mm-hmm. It is a very good and movie. And I mean, Love the art, not the artist. Sometimes, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, case by case, I'll, I'll uh, give it, you know. But he also, movies. but Mendes also directed Jarhead, mm-hmm. uh, Revolutionary Road with DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. Never saw that uh, one. Former, actually, Mendes, I believe, is the former husband of Kate Winslet as oh, really? well. Uh, and then also directed recently, 1917, which you guys can actually find on That's Showtime. Funny. Such a great film, and the way he shot it makes it look like a one shot throughout the whole thing. Yeah, which is great. Uh, it was based oh, yeah. off of the graphic novel. That's, by, that's the movie where he would do like twelve minute scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the whole scene is like it's a, like a two hour scene. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, how okay. good it is. Uh, based off of the graphic novel by Max Allen Collins and Richard Piers Rayner, but the screenplay was directed or was written by David Self, who also wrote a good portion of the Loki series. No kidding. Yes. Wow. Yes, sir. I see what you meant by that's going to tie in. There it is. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks, Paul Newman, Daniel Craig, Stanley Tucci, Syrian Hins, who know not a lot of people. He was the guy who played Finn. Uh, he actually played Abe Fourth Dumbledore in the last two Harry Potters. Okay. Uh, Liam Aiken, who plays a- Peter. Abe Fourth? Abe Fourth, yep. A- Abe Fourth? Yes. Albus Dumbledore? Abe Fourth is his brother. Oh. Oh. I thought you just, I was like, do you not remember Dumbledore's first name? I would say it was his brother. Oh, I, well, who fucking remembers his brother? I do. His name was Abe Forth Dumbledore. You did not remember that. You looked it up. No, I remember that. Bullshit. Call Could, bullshit. Yeah, keep calling it. See if it picks up. Bullshit. Uh, Getting my money's worth. Liam, bullshit. Liam Aiken, who played Peter, uh, we know him from Stepmom, but he also played Klaus in a series of unfortunate events. Yes, I did recognize him. And then Tyler Hawkland. Who uh, he is now playing Superman for the DC TV series? Is he is also he played Abe in Palm, Palm Springs. Springs, and mm. I was like, why yep. do I know this kid's face? Mm-hmm. Yep. Twenty years later, eighty million dollar budget. Uh, wow, opening, I suppose opening weekend took into all most of that was Tom Hanks's uh, salary. Uh, Twenty two million it, opening weekend, hundred and eighty one million worldwide. Was it actually mostly Hanks's salary? No, no I, I was gonna say because like I was gonna say most of it is. 
those fucking Model Ts. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, it was that and securing the time in downtown Chicago to be able to have quiet streets on a Sunday morning while nobody was there. Right. Jeez. Or whatever, I mean, the middle was, of the night and yeah. whatnot. I always laugh at movies that are based in this time <laughs> period because it's like they'll always get like a nomination for costuming and it's like, Everyone's just got a trench coat and a fucking bowler on. Like, right. there's right. no congratulations. Well, you found a bunch of gray jackets. It did win one Oscar, uh, but that was for best cinematography. Yeah. So there you go on that. But it was also nominated for best art direction, set direction, best sound, best sound See, editing, best original score for Thomas Newman, and Paul Newman himself was nominated for best supporting actor. That's weird. Uh, he that lo- he actually lost out to Chris Cooper for adaptation. Also nominated in that bunch was Ed Harris for The Hours, John C. Riley for Chicago, and Christopher Walken for Catch Me If You Can. I did not know John C. Riley was A, in Chicago, and two, nominated for an Oscar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yep. yep. What? I don't think Newman necessarily deserved an Oscar nom for that performance, though. I don't know. Maybe my what I think the bar for an Oscar nom is like way higher than it actually oh, is. Man, this was for supporting. At yeah, that, but like... So. You have to have like a s- massive impact on a story for me to like, yeah. think you should be in that running. I guess I don't know. And he he does great. He's he's Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, Tyler Hoechlin actually was won his part due to a nationwide casting call that comprised of over two thousand actors. Wow. wow. Yeah. He. Oh, I boy. looked at his uh, IMDBA, IMDBA after this movie ended, and this was like his third thing. Mm-hmm. He did like a couple of TV spots or something like that. Yeah. First um, first movie. Jude Law said that he actually absolutely hated his appearance for this film. Uh, he, he should. His hair was disgusting. He, well, he yeah. insisted in wearing his a teeth. cap every time that he wasn't on camera, and Mendes insisted that Law also remain paler than all the other of his co-stars. Yeah. Um, temperatures occasionally dropped to negative 30 degrees while filming took place yeah. of this Gross. film. I have questions about that, too. Okay. Okay. Now? Or do you want to wait? I'll wait till we get in the meat potatoes here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Also, I'm, I'm laughing at set design. Because it's like <laughs> everything, there was like th- things looked like three different ways back then. <laughs> yeah. Right. What's that? A Model T, a gravel road, and a brown building? The uh, the diner that they Sums ended up. it up for me. The small diner that they ended up uh, going to. Uh-huh. They bought that for like 20 grand on the internet. Of course they did. <laughs> Just so they could use it for filming. Yep. For one scene. <laughs> Not sitting in a storage facility somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's probably still on the, it's probably abandoned on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. It's probably like those stadiums <laughs> they build for the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure a lot less people died building it. Right. Movie is based loosely on the yeah, actual sorry. is loosely based on actual offense and a, a real enforcer from the mobster named John Looney, which was uh, the character of Michael Sullivan in this film. Um, only two people were actual uh, uh, real people in this one. Frank Nitty, who was played by Stanley Tucci and Al Capone, who did not show up in the film. Right. Um, but, but he is mentioned, but also uh, uh, Anthony LaPaglia, who we know from Criminal Minds, he was uh, he was Mike Myers' best friend in Soho, You Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also played Joe in Empire Records. Who did he play in this movie? I didn't even keep He that. was supposed to play Al Capone, oh. uh, but his scenes got cut 
Alfred Molina was also him. scheduled to be Al Capone, as was Tom Sizemore was strongly considered to play the Capone role. Interesting. Sizemore would have done it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, originally, Steven Spielberg property, but Spielberg never actively pursued it, so he let it go, and Mendes ended up scooping it up. Yeah, I don't. I, I, you didn't need Capone to make an appearance in this movie. No, no. he didn't. No. It just was actually it was actually better that he didn't. Yeah, just mentioning him and kind of mm-hmm. getting that lore, like to give a, a further like a flavor for what the timeline is and what's yeah, is just, happening in that. World, yeah, was tying it into Chicago and just, just to mention it, what thirty yeah. one, yeah, thirty yeah. one. It's set in, yeah, yep, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, in nineteen thirty one, during the Great Depression, Michael Sullivan <laughs> Senior. <laughs> You're taking the over. Yeah. Uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael Sullivan Sr. is an enforcer for the Irish mob boss John Rooney in Rock Island, Illinois. Rooney raised uh, raised the orphan Sullivan and has come to love him more than his own biological son, the rash and unpredictable Connor, played by Daniel Craig. Have you guys ever noticed when Daniel Craig does uh, an American accent, it sounds like his voice is up like yeah. an octave or two? Oh, yeah. for sure. Because um, if you are, I mean, the Even second... Tomb Raider that he did uh, with Angelina Jolie. Okay, it sounds like like, when you hear him talk regular on Bond, his voice is a little bit lower. I was going to say even Knives Out, (laughs) Knives Out too is lower. Dude, Knives Out. Did you know that he he's making a hundred mil for the next two movies? I'm sure he is. Hundred mil. Well, the deal the deal for Netflix was what two hundred million per movie. Yeah. Yeah. Great. He just took half of that budget for each film. Probably. Good for him. That's why uh, they can sign so many other people. They're like, we have a million dollars for each of you. Right. Yeah. Rooney holds awake in his home for his brother, uh, for the brother of an associate Finn McGovern. McGovern is clearly agitated and uh, insinuates that the Rooney family is responsible for his brother's death. Rooney sends Colin, Connor and Sullivan with McGovern under orders to just talk. But after an altercation, Connor finally shoots him down, resulting in Sullivan gunning down McGovern's men. Sullivan's 12-year-old son, Michael Jr., played here by Hawkland, uh, had secretly stowed away in his father's car and witnessed the event. Sullivan swears his son to secrecy, and Rooney gets his own personal assurance. Uh, great scene where yeah. he's there, and he talks about, uh, for the dice, a man mm-hmm. always keeps his secrets. And it was just like, you know what he's talking about. Oh, absolutely. About. Come mm-hmm. on. Uh uh, at a meeting with his associates, Rooney berates Connor for his actions when Connor heartfeltly apologizes for McGovern's murder. Uh, that night, Rooney sends Sullivan to collect a debt from a speakeasy owner, Tony Calvino. Uh, Connor, Connor, jealous of his father's uh, preference for Sullivan over him and afraid that Michael Jr. might talk, sends a letter with Sullivan for Calvino. When Calvino reaches it, he reaches for his gun, but Sullivan grabs it first and kills both Calvino and his bodyguard. Uh, that was actually done by Hanks. No stun double. He learned how to like quickly grab that gun and just fire upon nice. nabbing it. Yeah, I um, believe it. That didn't seem like that hard of a stunt. Yeah. Uh, when if he s- didn't do that, I'd be like, really, Tom? Right. When Sullivan Can't reads the letter, it says, kill Sullivan and all debts are paid. Fearing, for his family, fearing that his family is in danger, he rushes home. Connor's already reached home. And he uh, realizes that both his mother, Annie, and his brother, Peter, have been shot and killed. When Sullivan reaches there, him and Peter fleed this, uh, flee the scene. However, uh, he failed to kill Michael Jr., who had been detained at school for fighting. And he had hidden from, uh, he had hidden from Connor when he had reached home. Sullivan and Michael Jr. flee Rock Island and head to Chicago in hopes of meeting up with Al Capone for work and learning the location of Connor, who has gone into hiding. 
uh, in the meeting with Frank Needy, played by Tucci here. Tucci himself said that uh, Needy (laughs) Needy smoked a lot of cigarettes in real life. Tucci said that he smoked about 80 cigarettes on set. (laughs) He's only in like three scenes. Right. 80 cigarettes he had to smoke for this thing. Yeah, well, it's like those, they're like herbal cigarettes. They, I've read up about these. I actually wish I could get my hands on some of them. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't have the, they don't have the tobacco or the nicotine. They're herbal prop cigarettes, but they burn and smoke just like... Just like a regular it's like Yeah, they do. And oh, like, um, like uh, what's his nuts? Mr. Handsome. Uh, Hambone. John Ham. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Mad Men. The, yeah. That whole cast. That's yeah, what they yeah, yeah. sucked out. Okay. Herbal cigarettes. It's like American spirits without nicotine, basically. You should tweet at them. Where do I get some? Yeah. And put me in your next movie. Yeah. Uh, in My a meeting, work, you never know. In a meeting with... Some fr- kid on TikTok is opening up for Jason Mraz because Jason Mraz saw him on his For You page. Good for him. Dozens of people are going to hear him make music. <laughs> <laughs> From 2013, it's always the answer. Nice. Uh, in a meeting with Frank Needy, Sullivan offers to work for the Chicago outfit in exchange for being allowed to kill Connor. Needy rejects his offer, and Rooney re- reluctantly allows him to dispatch assassin Harlan McGuire, a voyeuristic crime scene photographer played by Jude Law, to kill Sullivan. McGuire tracks him and his son to a roadside diner, but fails to kill Sullivan. Realizing McGuire's intentions, Sullivan escapes through the bathroom and punctures McGuire's tire before okay. fleeing. I have I, I I need to address two things here before yeah. we go. Number one. Go for it. Number one. He doesn't have to kill the cop there. <laughs> uh no, he doesn't. He does not have to kill the cop. I assume not he takes all. the cop car. Yeah. Which then everyone in the diner saw him murder the cop, I would assume. So th- did he murder everyone in the diner also? I'm kind of thinking that he did, but you don't see it. You don't see it? Okay. And then he took pictures of all of them. Yeah. Okay. Here's my next thing. Number okay. two. So this movie opens with a voiceover of, of Michael Jr., the son, mm-hmm. saying that this happened Let's over- wait. Let's wait till we finish up the recap, and then you can jump on that. Fine. Thing. I know where you're going with it, but settle down. Don't. At this point, it's your fault. Uh, don't I? Didn't Keep we talk? going. Did we did what I've we already been talk? shunned. Keep going. <laughs> I hate it when mommy and daddy fight. <laughs> you just you just take out a little bit of money from that ATM of the bitch box there. Yeah, I'm rich, bitch. The, Keep a- going. the ATM machine. Yeah, <laughs> books. In reaction uh, to the ordered hit, Sullivan begins robbing banks that holds Capone's money, uh, hoping to trade it for Connor. Go ahead. I, I, did Capone really keep his money in banks? Yeah. Oh, I mean, some of it, I'm sure, but a good portion of them. Did he? Okay, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, is that a fact known about Capone? Like, mm-hmm. you think he wouldn't put his money in the bank? Numerous banks. He spread it out. Yeah, I, that's st- probably his legitimate money that he was then laundering. Uh, okay, that makes sense. That through makes his sense. businesses, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I, I just the whole the original the main premise of this movie of having a hitman to me is funny because it's like it's 1931. You can just shoot someone in the middle of the street and get away with it because there's no. There's no DNA tracing or security cameras anywhere. Yeah, no fingerprints, I don't think, is, was yet. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. The, the uh, forensic technology in 1931, not what it is today. Minimal. You literally just, it's like that John Mulaney joke about, he's like, they didn't, they didn't even wear disguises. <laughs> just shoot their name into the side of the wall. <laughs> if anybody asks who did it, tell them it was Barry Suggins and the Chang Gang. Like, tell, did they make everyone tell them who did it? 
Because he can't catch him. Did you, did you see what he wrote on the wall with his Tommy gun? Yeah, yeah man. His punctuation is terrible. You know what, though? I tell you. As if long they as you were, leave town. If they actually did that, Tommy guns are heavy as all heck. That's impressive. <laughs> if, as long as you leave town, yeah. you won. Like, you should have put, put a comma there. There should have been a comma right there. <laughs> Ellipses. Sorry. Good. Yeah. Uh, Sullivan's <laughs> Sullivan's plan is thwarted when the mob withdraws all of our money. So he visits Rooney's accountant Alexander Rance at his hotel, played by creepy guy Dylan Baker. Uh, the encounter is a, yeah. the encounter career, is a cre- setup. Career creepy guy. Yeah, yeah, totally. The encounter is a setup with Rance stalling Sullivan until McGuire enters with a shotgun. Uh, in the ensuing crossfire, Rance is inadvertently killed by McGuire. McGuire is injured by the flying glass shards, and Sullivan escapes uh, with uh, Rooney's ledgers. As Sullivan flees, McGuire manages to shoot him in the left arm. Uh, when Michael Sr. collapses from his wound, Michael Jr. drives them to a farm uh, where a childless elderly couple helps them recover. For the first time, Sullivan bonds with his son. He discovers from the ledgers that Connor has been embezzling from his father for years, using names of dead men, including McGovern. Uh, as the Sullivans depart from the farm, they give a couple the mu- uh, much of the stolen money as compensation. Sullivan confronts Rooney about his son's embezzlement while they attend uh, Mass. Rooney, however, already knows and believes that Connor will almost certainly be killed, if not by Sullivan, then by Capone's men once Rooney is dead. He refuses to give up his son and urges Sullivan to flee with Michael Jr., uh, later one night, cloaked by darkness and rain, Sullivan ambushes and kills Rooney's bodyguards with a Thompson submachine gun uh, before walking up to Rooney, who accepts his fate. And he says, I'm glad it's you, as Sullivan shoots him in point-blank range. He shoots him a lot. Mm-hmm. He could have just popped one in the dome, and he hits him yeah. like 16 times. I love how this was shot, though. That you, didn't, you didn't see Tom Hanks shooting any of the no, henchmen. And there was this. no sound. There, there was, was no, no sound. sound. Yeah. Just slow motion, seeing one, all the guys fall one, one by, by one, one by one. As they pan then, to him, too. As they pan to him, yep, and then... Tom Hanks, you see him just unleash oh, hell. It's so good. I mean, he probably would have missed like the last like eight or ten bullets because I'm sure the guy would have fallen after. He the would have been couple. dead. He just shooting in so the night. So just let me keep shooting this building over here. <laughs> shooting in the night. I'm writing something. That's why there's all the people in the windows just watching it happen. You like, shot me in the arm. Another mob shooting in the you middle of the street. You killed my parrot. Uh, with no further reason to protect Connor, Nitty reveals his location after making Sullivan a promise to end the feud. You had a thought there? What's that? I thought you had a thought over there. About I that. had a thought about, okay, and this is what I was going to say originally. They're at the, they're going back to the farmhouse. Yeah. Right? They're at the farmhouse. Okay. This story, according to Michael in the opening scene, takes place in the winter of 1931, in a span of time of six weeks. Yeah. Yes. Six weeks in 1931. Halfway through this six weeks, he is tilling a farm? In the middle of Illinois with no snow on the ground. And uh, a couple weeks later, they're on the beach that is not frozen. Very true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the winter bit, irrelevant. Um, Due to global warming, (laughs) as made up by Al Gore. In in, in 1931. Who's also responsible for bringing us the internet, which is here to stay. Um Man bear pig. Yeah. Man um, bear pig. <laughs> yeah, so that that doesn't add up for me. We can circle back to that, but okay. yeah. 
Uh, Sullivan goes to the hair where Con- goes to the hotel where Connor is hiding and kills him in the bathtub, thus avenging Eddie and Peter's deaths. Sullivan then drives his son to stay at his aunt Sarah's house in Perdition, a town on the shore of Lake Michigan. However, he is ambushed and shot by a disfigured McGuire. Uh, when I first saw this movie, didn't see that coming. I, I, I truly didn't see that happening. I was a little surprised, uh, but as we spoke a little pre-show, the opening monologue, the opening scene of this movie is Michael Jr. saying, I don't think he uses any past tense, mm-hmm. but you get the sense from that opening scene where he's like, this is the story of the six weeks I spent in the winter of 1931 with my father. You're like, Tom Hanks dies, like, yeah. immediately. And so when you get to this point in the movie, they're like, they're setting it up to be a happy ending. When he gets shot, I was like, oh, oh, yep, okay. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I'd forgotten that I had that thought an hour and a half mm-hmm. ago. But, so they kind of set it up in the beginning that you know Hanks is going to die. Right. So I w- I'd give it a 30% surprise. Right. But when I was, wa- I watched this with Ted, actually, I had Teddy sit down with me Sweet. and watch it. In that point where, where Hanks gets shot, yep. uh, Ted's eyes got, like, dinner plates. Uh. And oh, oh, oh. Tom Hanks what never the dies. Hell? What the hell? Um, I wish I could have been surprised by that. Right? I yeah. totally saw it coming. Did you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't, in that hotel altercation, he doesn't finish Maguire off. No, yeah. He just he leaves him with all the he, glass shards. He, like, walks past him. Or, no, he goes out the back door. But he knows he's down. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's a risk to walk over to him if he's still got his well, gun. Well, he took like, an injury, too. He took a shot to the arm, so not, he's trying to get the hell out Not until he's there. out in the street. When he's oh, in the hotel that's right. yeah. and yeah, yeah, McGuire yeah, yeah. goes mm-hmm. down, maybe he thought he killed him. Yeah. But go check. <laughs> right. Yeah, confirm then, the kill. Because then after that, he gets shot, but then they're like pretty careless. Zombieland, rule and number one. Yeah, double tap. Double tap. Yep. So, but after that, he stops being as careful about hiding, necessarily. Mm-hmm. He gets a little more carefree, but... I attribute that to because he made a deal with Nitty that if he kills Connor, then they're then they're set, yeah. right? And so he would have called McGuire off. Is kind of how exactly. I exactly. Totally. That's how I saw it too. Yeah. And so McGuire just comes back for his own personal revenge. Mm, yeah. But he should have he should have made sure that job was done. Yeah. yeah. As McGuire photographs the dying but if Sullivan, he doesn't, he doesn't get shot in the armor, doesn't go to farm, and all that stuff doesn't happen. So. Rumpum. MacGuffin. As McGuire photographs the dying Sullivan, Michael Jr. appears and points a gun at McGuire, but cannot bring himself to pull the trigger. When when McGuire beckons Michael Jr. for the gun, Sullivan fatally shoots McGuire with his own gun and expresses pride at his son's inability to fire before dying in his arms. Mourning his father's death, Michael Jr. returns to live with the elderly couple at the farm. Growing up, Michael Jr. reflects that his father's only fear was that his son would become like him. Michael states that he has never held a gun since the fatal encounter between McGuire and his father. Uh, when, uh, when asked if Sullivan was a good man or a bad man, he only replies with, he was my father. Which is a stupid answer. But yeah. um, did anyone else have this thought? Because I, I immediately had this thought upon that line, and I laughed. I fell over laughing. He goes... That was the last time I held a gun. And the first words into my brain and out of my mouth were, till you were drafted eight years later for World War II. (laughs) (laughs) But if he's off the grid living with, you know, maybe they don't know he exists. And then I was like, okay, maybe he got away with not serving his country, coward. The the way that they killed off Daniel Craig's character... That, with, that shot that, with, the with, that with the mirror that swings back. Come, so cool. Beautiful. Just the implied killing, obviously, you know, shooting him. You don't see the shot. Yeah. And then that mirror comes through and gives you what just happened. I was, it, brilliant. It, it just felt like that uh, um, the closure of, him, of seeing him dead there. Yeah, yeah. totally. Was, was I love that they let him in. You know, they just let him walk right in. Yep. I, uh, I wish there would have been like maybe one, two lines of dialogue exchange there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Mendes says yeah. one of the things that appealed to me early on about this movie was the fact in many ways it's about two fathers who are forced to, uh, into protecting their least favorite sons. Um, <laughs> yeah. After American Beauty came out, uh, he was looking for a project to do, and between this one, A Beautiful Mind, K-Pax, The Shipping News, <laughs> and The Lookout were the other ones that were possibly slated to be by Mendes, and he picked this one who instead. Did, who did Beautiful Mind? Because uh, that won a shit ton of awards. That was so uh, uh, Howard, Ron Howard. Did that That's one. right. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mendez would have done a great job with that too. I'm sure. I think so, so too. I and Ron so Howard too. would have done a great job, and they're both great. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the little bead of sweat that ends up coming down uh, Tom Hanks's head uh, during that first encounter with uh, wasn't scripted. Hanks said that actually was like it just happened because Hanks was wearing that hat and that damn coat, and there was so fucking hot yeah. that he started sweating. They um, bought that damn diner. It wasn't <laughs> up to code. Yeah. The moment between Paul Newman and Daniel Craig's characters, where Newman uh, slams his hand down on the table, uh, was actually improvised, improvised during a table read. Uh, mm-hmm. He loved it so much that he kept it. He said that that ta- that read or the the table scene that they did there was the longest one Newman shot for 19 hours that day. Jeez. He worked for 19 hours that On that day. one scene? On that one scene. Or that whole day. That whole day was a 19-hour deal for Newman. I bet oh, they did a bunch. so he shot 80% of his scenes in one day? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, he's not. I mean, he's in, a, he's in quite a bit of it, but like right. There's not a, the majority. There was a major, well, maybe I could be wrong. The major that. difference between the graphic novel and this film and the book <laughs> is that Michael Sullivan Jr. can and does kill alongside uh, his father during the spree in the book. Uh, and he actually grows up to become a priest as penance for his crimes. What's the clutch do? Uh, <laughs> it clutches. <laughs> it clutches. <laughs> Uh, they actually had a guy in the back who who was able to have controls of the car while he was sitting up front during that. They didn't they, actually let 12-year-old Tyler Holcomb drive. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why not? Uh, reviews? How did his feet even reach the pedal? They didn't even ad- address his height. <laughs> 81% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, over 216 reviews. Uh, somber, stately, and beautiful, beautifully mounted. That's right, mounted. Sam Mendes' Road to Perdition is a well-crafted mob movie that explores the ties between fathers and sons. Um, uh, uh, Peter Travers, Jason's guy, Peter Travers, Mm -hmm. uh, says that uh, Hanks and Newman acted really well together with the confidence of Titans. Their talents in the service of characters are... are, are, uh, Their talents... In the service of character, never star ego. Travers also cited that Hall's breathtaking cinematography and composer Thomas Newman's evocative score were both really great. Um, more that piano, piano, more piano. Tones. Put more piano in it. Tones. Sad piano. Sad piano. Bing. <laughs> Bing. Oh, no, the masturbating dog killer is back. Bing. Bing. <laughs> I got uh, all my brothers' tickets. Uh, Roger Ebert says that uh, it, it says that uh, he too felt an emotional detachment from the character, saying, "I knew I admired it, but I didn't know if I liked it. It's a it is very cold, and it holds us outside." Um, Paul Clinton says, uh, "While these deeply human." While these deeply human issues are touched upon, they're never fully explored, and that undermines the sense of greatness to which this movie obviously aspires. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. It's one of my yeah. favorites, for sure. I uh, 
out of ten, I will definitely give this a seven and a half to an eight. Hmm, I go solid eight. Yeah, I was gonna say seven and a half as well. Yeah, I like Great it. Film. I go yeah. solid eight. I think uh, Tom Hanks just doesn't miss. And I, I remember when I mean this movie came out when I was like fourteen. Mm-hmm. So I think just the general like imagery maybe of the poster. I don't think I don't know if I ever saw a trailer for it. I was just like. You know, I'm a Tom Hanks fan for, you know, I've seen Tom Hanks movies at that point. But I was just like, nah, that one's not for me. And then I like, just went on with my life. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad somebody tossed this in the hat because I really liked this, this one. This was actually proposed to us by uh, the notorious D.U.G. All right. Uh, we should put this one on the list. Sub Doug. Um, I, 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 like I said, I love this film. I, I too saw the poster and saw Hanks on it. I love Hanks, but I'm a giant Paul Newman fan. Mm. I okay. love Paul Newman, and okay. that's that's why I wanted to see this Ooh, film. Blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at first, I'm not really buying Tom Hanks as a hitman. No, you know, no. like he's just not that kind of guy. Yeah, he doesn't have the right face, but he did a great job, I and it makes so sense. Once you understand the circumstances of the, you know, of the relationship between him and Newman um, and all that, it, it all makes sense. Yeah, totally. Which, also on point for them to get Daniel Craig and Paul Newman, the two bluest eyes in show business, to play <laughs> father and son. So blue. Which, I don't, you know, I wasn't even aware of Daniel Craig for definitely not as early as 2002, no, I don't think. No, me either. No, because when did he take over Bond? Like, 08? Yeah, yeah. probably. Or no, it might have been a little earlier than that. I think it was like 05. Casino Royale was the first one? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I want to say that came out when I was maybe in high school. Sure. I don't, I don't know. know. Casino Royale came out in 06. Yeah, there you go. Good job. Makes sense. I didn't see that one until later, though. Sure. I think. Cool. Yeah, dude, Road to Perdition, solid flick. Um, I would recommend it to just about anybody. Absolutely. It's on Amazon Primo for Fremo. It's, it's got the drama. It's got a little bit of violence. <laughs> you know how it do. A lot of piano. I like the violence. Tom Hanks, is he one of the highest grossing action stars of all time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get a you, you include a gun in a movie, it becomes an action movie. That's my rule. I suppose. That's not I true. Suppose. What but, do we have but, so we can get me off this topic? <laughs> <laughs> we got a game. Oh. We do got a game, but can I just go back to sure. the fact that this yeah. movie is supposed to take place over six weeks in winter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And in the start of the movie, whole area covered in snow. They drive closer to Chicago, so closer to the lake. Uh-huh. And they're in Chicago in what is supposed to be the winter. No snow anywhere. It's raining, actually, in an, another handful of scenes mm-hmm. out of season. We should check the history of the uh, the and snowfall then, in 1931. And the, check that farm for the farmer's yeah. Then they're tilling the farm in that scene, and then by the end, he's at the beach. Bright blue skies. He's wearing a t-shirt. Like Time was different <laughs> back then. What the hell? And he says it again in the outro, and he's like, The six weeks I spent in the winter. Of 1931. And that monologue is happening while he's walking up a snowless, tilled farm up to the house. <laughs> I don't... I need someone to explain that to me. Jason wants to fight the weather. I'm going to tweet Sam Mendez until I get answers. I, I feel like the That's a answer, giant loophole that didn't need to happen. I f- it oh, didn't I need f- to be in winter. It, it being in winter had no bearing on the story. At all. Gotcha. At all. Well, we're just going to... I'm going to answer it for you right now. You don't need Sam Mendez. We're going to call it a flub. <laughs> that's a good. It's, that's a good explanation. I'm sure it's in the IMDb goofs. Yeah, right. 
How the fuck is there no snow? <laughs> it's got, how, I mean, I need, I need to find Lord. a... It took me out of the story. I didn't care about anything. I need to find a forum or a message board or something. This, um, I can't be the only one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Road to Perdition, if you haven't seen it at this point, it's your fault. I've got a game. Yeah, you uh, do. Game tonight is, is a different kind of game uh, with ridiculous scoring that I only know how to do because I wrote the game. It's called Resume 2. Backtrack Resume. Just kidding, it's not called that, but I can't come up with a cooler name because Jason's got all the coolness of names <laughs> over there. Uh, here's how this works. I've got uh, three movies that two actors have been in together. Three movies that two actors have been in together. Mm. How I want to do this, though, is because Ryan is terrible at names. Sure am. Absolutely <laughs> terrible at names. Who? Uh, Thanks, John. But what I'm going to do... <laughs> Michael Montgomery... But what I'm going to do is, for Jason, I'm going to read two of the movies on this list, on the list, okay. and Jason has to tell me both the actors that are the common connection in the movies. Okay. Okay? You will get a point for each. Okay. If you don't know it, Ryan has the chance to steal. Okay. For Ryan, <laughs> I am going to name the two actors. Ryan's going to name two of the three movies. Okay. Once we're done with that... We are actually going to do a bonus round to see if you guys can name that third movie. What's a handicap again? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> How's the handicap work? Should take a look in the mirror. Um, <laughs> Whoa. I know I'm retaining a little water, but sheesh. <laughs> I was talking about your leg there, bud. Oh, gosh. Look at that thing. Oh, I thought you were calling me stupid. That, too. <laughs> You're quick. You You're so fast. You uh, Ryan, you did win tonight's birthday, so you get to uh, pick who gets to go first, who gets to go second. I will go first. You will go first, Ryan, at number one through six. Six. Number six, Ryan. And I need exact titles on these. Exact titles. Exact. Well, that's not very uh, handy. Not including, <laughs> not including because of his uh, little cameos and Hobbs and Shaw. I need you to tell me two of the three movies that Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart have been in together. Uh, I've got one from 2016, 2017, and 2019. Oh, you have to name the specific movies, not just any of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay, okay. One of the, you have to name two of the three of those movies. Jumanji. I uh, need more from you, bud. Oh. Sorry. Uh, Central Intelligence Agency. That's, uh, what was that? CIA, wasn't that? Or no, Central, what is it? Give me a fucking answer. You're changing, I'm your trying. You're changing it like well, six times. There are times. two movies. I'm giving you two movies. Okay, so which one are you going with? Well, I don't know yet. I'm trying to remember the name. I'm, I'm talking out loud because that's what people do. Oh, yeah, that's I'm right. thinking out loud. Um, gosh, what the hell are they? Uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, is that what that, what they're in? Central Intelligence Agency? Sure. That's the one you want to go with? Yeah. That's incorrect. Uh, probably. Uh, one more movie that, uh, Hart and Dwayne Johnson have been in. Me? Jason, for a steal. Which one? What, what years? What year uh, did he get? He took, out specific? The, he took out the 2017, so 2016, okay. 2019. 2016 is Central Intelligence. That's all I needed. Uh, yep. There was no A in that. Uh, and what was, uh, what was it, 2019? Uh, yeah, we're waiting for that for oh, okay. the next round. Okay. Uh, Jason, one through five. Four. Number four. Uh, I've got three movies here. Uh, do you want one of them from 1998, 2004, 2014? 14. 14, blended. And you get to choose between... Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. D- 
Do you want the second movie before you <laughs> jump in there, Buzz? Sorry. <laughs> do you want the one from 98 or 04? Oh, um... 98. 98, Wedding Singer. Oh, that's the other one. Uh, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Good job. Nice. Oh, sorry. sorry I've never I seen Blended. Misunderstood the rules. Neither have I. <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay. It's just another excuse for him to be on vacation while he shoots a movie. Essentially. <laughs> with, his, with his buddies. buddies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan, one through four. Uh, three. Number three. I need you to give me two movies, not including the latest Netflix film, Wine Country, two movies that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler starred in together. Um, one from 2004, one from 2008, one from 2015. Uh, babysitters? Okay, and? That's, is that right? No, I don't know. Um and uh, oh gosh, I have no idea. I can't think of the movie name. I have no idea. Okay, you didn't get any. J- uh, <laughs> Jason, you have a chance uh, for two here on the steals. Two films, Faye and Polar were in. Sisters. That's one. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure Polar's in this one, but Baby Mama? That's what I was trying to yep, think of. You get two Baby points. Mama. Two on the steal. Uh, yeah, she actually started as the surrogate. Yeah, that's Baby right. Mama. Okay. I just couldn't remember the other. Yeah. Uh, one through three, Jason. One. Because uh, I'm number one. <laughs> you're, number, a, you're a soft, soft <laughs> Number seven. one. <laughs> Do you want the film from 10, 2010, 2013, 2018? 13 and 18. 13 and 18, The Fighter. And Vice. Name the actors, actresses who have been in that together. And Vice? Yep, only two. Christian Bale and... Is that him? It's Christian Bale... Vice... Fuck, who plays his wife? Amy Adams? Damn, kid. Well done. Would Joel Edgerton have been one as well? Done. My other one was uh, Joel Edgerton was going to be my other. Yeah. But Edgerton is in Warrior. He's in Warrior. He's not in the Fighter. That's what I was thinking. That's, oh, sure, sure. Yep. Uh, Ryan, one or two. Wow, Amy Adams is right Uh, Number two. I need you to give me two films that uh, Emily Blunt and Meryl Streep have been in. Oh, gosh. Emily Blunt and Meryl Streep. The Devil Wears Prada. And... The other two, one's from 2014, the other one's 2018. Gosh, I have idea uh, Mary Poppins returns Ryan you get two points wow oh. nice job Woo. I could not think of an Emily Blunt movie. I couldn't I I don't recall Meryl Streep being in that though I didn't see it brief so. at the end okay mm-hmm. God. Uh, Jason guess. last one here for you you need to name uh, off of the movies 2011 2013 2016 13 and 16 13 and 16 gangster squad 
La La Land. Baby Goose, mm-hmm. the Ryan Gooseling, mm-hmm. is in both of those. And it seems obvious, but I'm pretty sure Emma Stone is also in both of those. Yep. That is correct. That is correct. I did see Gangster Squad. That is it's correct. okay. I think I liked it. That has uh, Josh Brolin in it, too, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. I believe. So we're going to go through and see if you guys can figure out the third film for these uh, these cats and kittens. We're going to start off with Bale and Adams for two points. Ryan. The 2013 film that they were both in. 2013, Bale and Adams. Um, was that Batman versus Superman? That's incorrect. Jason. Nope. That's a decent guess, though. It was. It was Hooflick as Batman. Yeah, as Affleck. Mm-hmm. Shit. Stupid. Mm-hmm. That would be American Hustle. American Hustle is correct. Yeah, Good job, Jason. Right. Uh, what was the third one for Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, Jason, for two points? That is Crazy Stupid Love. Love that correct. movie. Wow, I feel very cool today. Ryan, the third movie for Faye and Polar. Fudge. Um, nope, not that one. <laughs> Fudge, the musical. Faye hasn't done a ton of I movies. don't think I've ever seen a single one of their movies. I disagree. You've probably seen this one. Anchorman 2. Incorrect, Jason. I don't know if Polar shows up in this one, but it's kind of the only other Faye movie I can think of, and that is Date Night. It's incorrect. Uh, Polar plays a mom. Faye plays a teacher. (gasps) Oh, that is... Faye wrote this one. Mean Girls. Mean Girls is Son correct. Of a bitch. Uh, plays I Rachel McAdams' that. mom. Yeah, plays Rachel McAdams' mom. mom. I've yeah. seen that a whopping one time. Yep. Oh, no. You've only seen Mean Girls once. Yeah. Fix your life. Uh, this oh. is probably easy points here for Jason. Classic. Jason, uh, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, third movie. Third movie. Uh, Fifty First Dates. Yes. Good job. Uh, Ryan Blunt and Streep's third movie. Yeah. Jason, you want to take a stab? Uh, Quiet Place? No. <laughs> it was that terrible musical Into the Woods. No. It also had oh, James I never Corden saw in that. it. And, yeah. yeah. Why does James Corden keep ending up in these musicals? These movie musicals? He's in fucking Cinderella, too. He plays one of the yeah. damn rats. Uh, and then finally, uh, Jason, can you get the uh, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart last one, 2019? Need the full title. Oh, that would be... That's Jumanji 2, Trouble in Paradise? I forget what that one was called. Oh, Ryan? Yeah, I don't know the the subtitle of it or the... Jumanji, the next level. Ah, yeah. That's why I don't remember, because it's dumb as balls. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense, because it's a game. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, your ego is going to be hurt more than your leg is. Jason wins this one with a score of 17 to 3. You'd think I'd have an ego when it comes to these games, but but I I see no... Great job. No evidence to support why I would ever have an ego in these games. Told you guys I was on it today. Told you guys I was invincible today. Tomorrow could be a different story, but today I'm invincible. Good job, I did lose birthdays, though, so... Yeah, so it's more of a guessing game. Yeah, loser. And 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 to that point, I only lost by one, and my pop culture math sets you up for the over under at least half the time. So. How about some at this point, or uh, some shitter yet? And well, yes, you did. Thanks well. for helping me whoop your ass. <laughs> You're, You're 
Welcome. I try to get those apples, you know, mm-hmm. get the apples, get the Genos. Uh, 79 bitchin' bucks right there for and you. Spend you spent a lot made. of time on the ice, I'm boys. kicking my own ass. <laughs> I'm burying you. Yeah. I, almost, I tried to shout that at you at the wrestling match. Eat shit, Derek. Eat shit. <laughs> you know what helps a sore, sore shoulder? <laughs> if you lick my butthole. The whole neighborhood recycles. <laughs> At this point, or at this point, we already did that. Yeah, we did that. Figure it out, Beaver. Do better, Beavs. You're you're running the show, Douglas. I'm just here in the middle. I don't run your mouth. You should. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to type up your script next week. I can't wait. Shit it or get it. Yeah. All right. Songs for wrestling intros or songs by bands and movies. I'll let Ryan choose. Hmm. Let's go with uh, songs by uh, bands and movies. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. go with Woohoo by the five, six, seven, eights. Oh yeah. A little kill bill action here for yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like I, car commercials for the next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh pretty iconic song though. Like immediately recognizable. Absolutely. And it's very easy to follow along. <laughs> there are the lyrics. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this was just commercials for like totally. three years. I think it was like Subaru. Yeah. I think it was. It was in other commercials too, though. Yeah. This was the Imagine Dragons of like 2001 and 2. <laughs> Everywhere and you want them to be nowhere. Zoom, zoom. I'll shit this hard. <laughs> Dude, no way. I love this song. Are you kidding me? What is that, a blue scale or a jazz scale? Nice little, just simple. Yeah. Right. Just a nice beat that'll take you for a walk. Gorgeous. I can't tell if the song restarted or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm glad that you said that we can go with artists, because uh, this one was kind of toying on my mind, but I wasn't for 100% sure that I was going to go with it. But I've now decided that, yes, I am. Uh, Oscar, Isla- Oscar Isaacs, uh, which he just came out uh, with his Moon Knight suit for the new uh, Marvel movie Moon Knight. Looks pretty cool. Dude, what? Um, what? You're, you're done with this guy, this you're, guy's in everything. Yeah. Uh, but... The song "Please, Mr. Kennedy" from yeah. Inside Lewin Davis that he does with Adam Driver yeah. and Justin Timberlake is mm-hmm. awesome. Outer space. And that was that was all Adam Driver's part was. Uh oh. This is with Elvis Costello. Of course it is. One of the most his fucking face when he does it in the movie, dude. One of the most awkward scenes in the film, but it's so fucking funny. Oh, I need to watch this again. It's been a while. Honestly, I mean, there's a, there's a couple songs off the soundtrack that I just have on playlist that I listen to. Oh, Fare thee well, Fare thee well, and Hang Me are both just yeah. so good. 
And I mean, I we've already said this. Isaac's so good because we talked when we talked about ten years. What's it like yeah. to have it all? No kidding, right? I bet he's got a monster hog too. Uh, when he did ten years, and he wrote that song. Uh, uh, God, what was the name of that song? We played it. I forget right. what yellow slipper or something. Sure, like that. sounds good. Yeah. Uh, he wrote he wrote the song that ends up in the movie. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, but which is also a good song. Yeah, I haven't yeah. listened to it since. Actually, I'd like to give it another try. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go I think I've played this for some other reason but that thing you do yeah of course um, Adam Schlesinger wrote this song and entered it in a contest and at the time the film didn't have a name it didn't have the song they just put it out to industry folks and he was like kind of working as a songwriter but hadn't made it big and he got chosen out of a hundreds of submissions or a thousand of submissions and this broke Adam Schlesinger's career and Adam Schlesinger has written and produced for three dozen artists you've heard of helped write dozens of hits he was also in he, uh, his project was Fountains of Wayne hmm. so he wrote 1989 he wrote Stacy's Mom um, and he wrote this song and he wrote this in his early 20s and he just broke out and damned it I mean it's perfect. It's, it's perfect, perfect yeah. for the film. It's, the, it it's, it's a perfect pop song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's spot on for the film. It was exactly what they needed for the film for that band. Oh, amazing. Uh, Steve Zahn is awesome. Loves Love Steve Zahn. Yep. Some oh, Zahn yeah. factor. Uh, Thomas Everett Scott, too. Is shade. Everett? Yep. Yeah. Love that guy, too. Yep. Um, Ethan Embry is the drummer. <laughs> wasn't Shades the drummer? Or, sorry, that yeah, was he's Thomas, the bass player. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, Ethan Embry, it's so good. Yeah, they're uh, actually there. I just sent this to Mr. Downtown because that thing you do is Mr. Downtown's Seth Davin, his favorite movie of all time. Really? And they posted on Twitter that the um, there's a minor league baseball team in Erie, Pennsylvania, and the four actors are, got back together. It's like the 20th anniversary of that thing you do. <coughs> Excuse me. And the four actors came back for that thing you do night at the Erie, Pennsylvania oh, Blood Dogs or whatever the fuck they're called. That'd be awesome. At, at the stadium or whatever. And I, I sent the tweet to Seth. I was like, do we drive do, do we drive 13 hours to Erie, Pennsylvania to see this? It's adorable you think that it's only 13 hours. Well, it's only, oh, oh yeah, it's probably like 18. Yeah. I don't know, it doesn't matter. It's like 20 to Philly. Sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. I'm sure when it's winter on the lake in Erie, there's snow on the ground. Only six weeks out of the year. Only, only, yeah. Yeah. only two. Nope, there's of, a six week gap in the middle where yeah, you can farm it. and be yeah. at the beach. Yeah. Only, uh, there's six weeks out of the year where winter's like, Fucking we're going to take a dumb. time out. I, I, I'm going to run with this for the rest of my life until I get an answer. Um, Do you guys like Robbie Hart? Robbie Hart. <laughs> yes. Nice. Beautiful. Okay, He's yeah, losing his mind. I and I'm reaping all the benefits. Listening to the Cure a lot, so <laughs> you don't. <laughs> been listening to the Cure a lot, so. I wanted to play Stand Up and Shout by Steel Dragon from Rockstar. Oh, yeah. That That's was a we? great choice. Yeah. Yes, I'm, whatever my other choice was going to be. I'm that was actually going to be my wrestling theme song choice. Oh. <laughs>
song not on the Spotify's? No. No, you can only find it on like the YouTube. Oh, so uh, yeah. Can you use it as an intro then? If it's only on YouTube. Uh, you can rip it. To, I guess you can rip MP3, it. Yeah, you can MP3 Come it. Yeah. Come on. We can do anything. I could bend technology like nope. <laughs> Mark no, Wahlberg has such a good 80s rock voice. He didn't no. sing I, it. I love the fact that you think that's Wahlberg. Yeah. No, it's like <laughs> Jeff Soto or something like that mm-hmm. is his name. He actually performs this in his concerts. You, you should use this. I should. I'll be there. Uh, that's the first time I've seen you use Hangover as the intro thing. Oh, yeah. really? No, I think yeah. I saw you use it for um, at that one in uh, like two summers ago. Okay. Um, this would rip a lot harder. Probably. I don't know. That notorious carry on your wayward son was a yeah. nice little mix. That is a good. That's that's what I use for all my heel shows. I know you do. Yeah. Ah, does it depend on heel or face? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This has got to be your new face music. Gotta be. I don't know. A lot of people like Ailstorm and me. They. they Recognize those two together. Do they? Like it's such like a catchy opening to the song. That's the thing with I wrestling themes. Hangover, hangover. That's the th- that's the thing with wrestling themes is like when these guys Once have themes on. when they have themes for so long, it's tough to move to a new theme. Yeah, there are true. some people who can pull it off. There are some that just can't. True, true, true. Love it. True so that. I'm going to segue into my wrestling theme here because yeah. this is something I actually never addressed with you guys. There was songs heavier than the God Particle genre that we did a while back. Yep. And I believe it was the night that I had to jet early to go play a set in St. Paul. Yeah, so we, you, we failed on those. You, you, you did fail on it because you played technically the right song, but you played the acoustic version. Sure. Oh, yeah. The actual version is on the album Cope, and it's the song Cope off the album Cope by Manchester Orchestra. Cope. You, you played the acoustic version off the acoustic companion Hope, but Cope... The title track. I've been actually listening to these guys quite a bit more lately. Hell yeah, you should be. Yeah. But I would I would use this. I think this is a heavy ass. If this would be my face or my heel music. It's very Batista-esque. <laughs> Ryan, since you are a, a resident wrestler... Uh, your thoughts on this uh, for a theme? I I think it is a decent enough. I would not give it for you though. Well, I don't know, not that me currently. Well, oh, like <laughs> and then it goes and then it goes very Randy Orton esque here. A little bit, yeah. This is so I can start talking shit. You know, <laughs> that's when I start doing the promo. It's all right. It's not bad. It's it's got it kind of also had like a little bit of a big Van Vader thing yeah. feel going to big, it too. I can time. just imagine him. Boom, boom. Okay, I was gonna say you know the big heavy strokes right through the door, strut down the runway to this. Yeah, up to the top of the ropes. Right there. You've thought about this uh, clearly. Clearly. Um, <laughs> for me, the intro for this song that I picked. Uh, I've always wanted to use it for a wrestling thing, but I'm not a wrestler, so it never really worked sure. out. Um, 
I have I have many del- I have a song for every delusion of mine. I just <laughs> so you know. I can't I can't wait. Because uh, I feel like this is a topic we can go for hours. Oh, on. absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's it's probably for more of a heel character, but it's called One of These Days by Space Hog. It's a very Undertaker esque or Kane esque start. Bong. I would hate you if you came into this because it sucks. Oh, I'm just wow. kidding. <laughs> um, no, it's okay. I cannot wait to rip your ears off and put them in your back pocket so you can hear me kicking your ass. <laughs> it's impressive. You think I have pockets? Well, all right then. Um, and shove them up your ass. Since this, I mean, since this is what the segment is called, I'm going to shit it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that sounds about right. Just shit right on it, didn't you? That's good. You're going to shit right on it. You're the yeah. jobber of the week. What do you got? <laughs> The, uh, the jobber of the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always liked. Uh, actually, this is a, a song that I used back in like when we make like yard wrestling videos. Oh, okay, yeah, backyard wrestling. I used Super Beast by Rob Zombie. And that mm. was one of the songs. I just always thought it was kind of a nice little opening, and it's fast. Okay, and it's different sounding. It is called Super Beast. Yeah. No, yeah, Cope would be the heel song. Yeah. What yeah. would your face song be? I don't know if I had that one chosen out, but I could take a flyer on one. Um, Kid tells me he's got all these scenarios written down. Yeah. I said I have a song for every delusion. Apparently not that one, because you're just a bad guy? Or <laughs> Okay, I see this. Yeah. 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 Just kind of high energy a little bit. Okay. I could go two A's here. I mean, I could do another heel song. Or a, Which way you want to go? Um, I, I I think I've played this before, but we didn't pay enough attention to it. Arkansas by Chris Stapleton. If I was a happy-go-lucky, fun kind of face guy, I think this could be a fun tune. Okay. You gotta you gotta hear the way he comes in though, and just. This would be my happy-go-lucky yeah. face character, I guess. You have to be a little podunk. Yeah, I'd have to have a little country character going yeah. on, maybe. Very Jamie Noble-esque. Gene Shorts, Jay. Mm, yep, that is Jamie. or whatever. I don't know. That's Jamie Noble to the T. <laughs> don't know who that is. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, this like is like it. my horny cowboy song. <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas is what I named my penis. Love it. Oh, no. <laughs> You want to take a trip to Arkansas? Uh, <laughs> Righteous and the Wicked by the Red Hot Chili Peppers would be my uh, face song.
I haven't heard this song in so long, and I was still ready for that, that yep. drop right there. Yeah, somewhere. oh yeah. It, that's one of the important things about a pro wrestling theme song. There's got to be like significant like beat kick in or drop yeah. to signify when you're coming in. That's good. Yeah, it was a sexy song to walk into. Yeah. Hey, what's up, baby? <laughs> Little slapping fives. Slap hands. Slap, Slap hands. hands. Ryan, one more. What you got? I got uh, The Downfall of Us All by A Day to Remember. Ooh. If this doesn't like get put right to memory for you as a wrestler. Let's go! Yeah. Dude, this would be... This is better than Hangover 2. I've I've actually used this at first half once. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Do you know... uh, Do you you happen to know, maybe you have some insider info, who's rocking the jams for this Palooza? Don't know yet. Don't know yet? Don't know yet. Yeah, this is a good one. Can we possibly get Metalliger back on the <laughs> set? Metalliger. Oh. oh, having to wrestle after those guys did their shtick with the watermelons, man. Oh, oh I wasn't there for that one. The ring entrance was all slippery, it and was so you had bad. to like, tight oh, walk yeah. over oh, it. Oh, man. They wipe your feet off before you get in the ring. I've never seen a dance floor clear more quicker than when Metalliger came on stage. What is Metalliger? They're like Gallagher, so they like break shit on stage with yeah. like giant hammers and stuff, they're, and they're a Metallica cover. They're a Metallica oh, okay. Gallagher cover band. Yeah. Okay. I'm putting together a uh, Fallout Boy Green Day Paramour. I saw that. Triple Tribute. And I feel like your name of it is wrong. I think it's great. Do I you think, have an alternative? Yeah, I think... I think Take This to Your Dookie Riot is perfect. I think Idiots <laughs> Under Pressure is better. Idiots Under Pressure. Yeah. Ooh. One Fell Under the Cork Tree, their song Pressure, and then American Idiot. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. I have been kicking this around. This is a real thing, though. This is a legitimate idea. I've been kicking this around with, with a couple of the boys, and we've put like a playlist together, like, let's learn some jams, because there's no viable follow-up boy give tribute Give me a happen. bass, and I will learn the E string <laughs> for you. You may need the other three, but... Damn it. That's, um, where, I, that's where the deal is But there's is no lost. viable... Uh, there's some tribute bands around town. There's a Weezer tribute band. There's like a pop punk cover band that does like a bunch of random, you know, a bunch of stuff. Yep. But I'm like, what if we came out and played Take This to Your Grave, one of the greatest pop punk records ever made, and played it front to back and crushed it? And what if we came out and played Dookie front to back and crushed it and Riot front to back and crushed it? Under like, the Cork Tree. Under um, the Cork Tree would be another one. You have gosh. to put sets together, but you could come out and do one album, take a break, one album, take a break. That's um, way better than my idea where I want to make a cover band, but we just make real shitty music. <laughs> and the best part is... So you just cover U2 and Daughtry? No, we just we make real shitty cover songs of the people that we open up for. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that idea. <laughs> because you know the next time they hear that song, I'm like, oh man, I totally heard a shitty cover song. Yeah, <laughs> which I, t- I told Dunbar, Dunbar's in on this idea. And I told Dunbar, what if? and I was like, what if we called it Take this to your Dookie Riot. And he goes, that's the second worst band name I've ever heard. And yeah. I go, after what? And he sent me like the smirk. I was like, Lake Avenue. The shitty, <laughs> the shitty Beatles. The shitty Beatles. Oh. How are they? They're shitty. <laughs> so no, it's not just a joke. It's not just a clever name. Yeah, it's just awesome. a clever name. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> one other heel song I might use would be uh, The Word Best Friend Becomes Redefined by Chiodos. Chiodos, huh? Mm-hmm. Just because this riff is sick. Pull. Oh. 
I love that super hammer out, man. Oh my gosh. And then it. Do you ever listen to Chiodos? Not in a long time. Their first Maybe two a records. Song or two. Their first two records. This and Bone Palace Ballet. And then, and then it get. It would fade out, I think, before the lyrics come in because Craig Owen's voice is a little weird. But just, yeah. just loop it. Just loop yeah, that. Just loop, just loop that, that part over amazing. and over and over again. Yeah. yeah, I just love that riff. But this guy's voice is a little. I forgot. Oh, I forgot about that weird. Oh, he's a fucking robot. <laughs> no, I forgot about that. Johnny number five. Input. <laughs> Johnny Five got a power bomb. Beaches, beaches. Yeah, his voice is an acquired taste. You listen to Chiodos for maybe the lyrics and the and the instrumentation, not so much like he's got a great voice. Yeah. It's very it's very is this a guy or a girl <laughs> That was kind of always yeah. my issue with Deftones too. Like I just I can never get it. it I always have problems with bands who's lyrics. That who's, singer who's, who's, uh, passed away now, I think. But Chino? No, Chino's, oh, Chino's still, alive. still alive. I thought yeah. Chino died. Oh no, Chino's oh. still alive. Chino very alive. Oh. But that riff is sick though. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Wow, wow, Jack wow, top wow, tie real good. Yeah. Well, uh what else we got? We got more? That's it, bro. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. you come up with a wrestling outro because that's it for Culture Cast Radio this week. Uh, thanks for joining us live on 40podcast.com. If you joined us live, thanks for podcasting us later in the week. If you podcasted us later in the week, I think we had a hell of a time. We had a hell of a show. You called it. Uh, Road to Perdition. Um, great flick. Check it out. Consensus 7.75 over here on mm-hmm. the board. So check that out. It's on Amazon Primo for free. Um, watch Dave Season 2. You can binge all 10 episodes now. Get into uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Season 8 just started. Two episodes landed last week. Two episodes land tonight. And uh, what else we got? Um, you know what? I'm going to um, Shania Twain tribute at the Turf Club next Friday. Wow. Um, I'll, re- I'll repeat it next Thursday. But next Friday night, grab a ticket early. Um, bunch of local artists and vocalists. Um, a little too short to be Stormtroopers is the band providing all the music with a revolving door of vocalists coming out to sing Shania Twain songs on Shania Twain's birthday. That's rad. Amazing. Let's go, girls. Go, Canada. Uh, <laughs> so um, that's really all I'm going to plug. That and my future Fall Out Boy, Green Day, Paramore, Paramore, Paramore tribute band hitting stages maybe in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, <laughs> but I've been the uh, I've been Kid Dynamite at the Jason Douglas on the Tweet Machine. Um, I've been crushing it lately, so get on board at Cruz Shakalaka on the Twitter Machine, Mister Cruz. What you got going? Uh, you can find me wrestling. I think as long as my leg holds up uh, this Sunday at the Ten Twenty Nine Bar. In oh, what Ten Twenty Nine? Ten Twenty Nine? Ten Twenty Nine having a wrestling? Dude, oh, I'll go there. I'll go there. Just crush some of I'm that have lobster to mac. Oh, yeah. Well, they got that People little. They got the uh, smack shack smack in their shack? back pocket yeah. now or some shit like oh, that. Yeah. Lobster mac from there okay. is the best. Or the yeah. po' boys. Oh, it's the only it's, way I uh, lobster. It's a one p.m. show. Tickets are twelve dollars at the door. Promo day Sunday. This what? Sunday. This Sunday. This Sunday. This Sunday. The twenty tooth. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Might have to do that. Um, check out Loki. Loki is a good series. It's fun. It's a quick watch. Um, I think we put it away in like two days, two, three days. Um, pretty dope. Um, I'm excited to watch Dave. I'm excited to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, watch Heels. Watch Heels. That's going to be yours, though. Um, <laughs> no, not anymore. And then also Rotisserie Chicken. Good stuff. Good Stubby. Job. Well done. 
I love rotisserie, <laughs> rotisserie chicken. chicken. It's so good. A Man, classic. A classic. Timeless. <laughs> Especially since you can get them already cooked. Cool. <laughs> I could go for a rotisserie chicken. Oh my gosh! At stubby two cents on the tweet machine. The I've been uh, killing it. Pied Piper of podcast. Get on board. Get yeah, on you're board. doing okay. What else? You got? 2013. <laughs> Always the answer. <laughs> everyone knows. Everyone it was knows 2013. it was 2013. No, everyone knew it was 2009. Get it right, guys. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm surrounded by numbskulls. Uh, go support your local takeout, your local uh, uh, breweries. Uh, go see Ryan Russell. Go give Jason a beer at the Wrestlings. Um, big thank you to Miss Shannon. My big wet brain. Get it. <laughs> the moist maker. Uh, big thank you to uh, Miss Shannon and Jaden Satie over at the Twin Cities Film Fest. Awesome night of trivia last week. A lot of fun. Uh, they were not expecting as many people to show up that showed up. Yeah, right. And to be quite honest, there was only two people there that I knew. Uh, cool. So everybody else was brand new to it. Uh, awesome. Really great time. A lot of fun. Nice. Um, trivia went off without a hitch. Really great. Uh, heels, go watch Heels. Go watch. Uh, I've been, we've been, unfortunately, binging this show called Fuckboy Island on, uh, <laughs> on HBO. So uh, it's it's got Nikki Glazer yeah, as the host, yeah. Host, yeah. yeah. But it's it's n- terrible. But it's when lit- you watch it, you're just going, "How?" It's literally like te- the one that's being parodied in Ted Lasso, which that Christmas episode in August only Ted Lasso could pull that off. Uh, I only got to catch the back end. I'm waiting till they're all out to to binge it in full. Um, <sighs> I, you suck. I, listen, you turned me on to the show, and I loved it so much that I can't do week to week. I have to watch oh. it all in a sitting. I, I'm gonna. Here's the thing. I'm gonna watch it every week, yeah. and then after episode ten, I'm gonna rewatch all ten in a row. Yeah, I'm gonna do it all over again. Perfect. That's how you do it, my I friend. Don't have the time for that. Ride the wave. You have time for heels and Fuckboy Island, but not Ted Lasso. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Hey, you, you got me. You, you, but, you got me down. But buddy. in Ted Lasso, there's a parody of Fuckboy Island. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> mentioned, That's so good. mentioned on a couple of games. Um, but uh, yeah, go check out all of that fun stuff. Uh, and Suicide Squad. I'm going to say it again. Go watch Suicide Squad. Yeah, do it. Don't want to do it. Got to do it. Hey, you know what? I'm still playing tunes covers at uh, Granite City Rosedale on Mondays, 6 to 8, and Granite City Maple Grove on Wednesdays, 6 to 8. And I mentioned that because last night I played there, and a guy came up to me and goes, did you used to wait tables at Buffalo Wild Wings in Roseville like seven or eight years ago? And I said, hell yeah, I did. Turns out this guy used to work at the recruitment center across the street. Would come in. He had a beard and a hat on. But back then, he was clean shaven, had his fatigues on, so I didn't recognize him at all. Super nice guy. He was one of my regulars uh, on... A couple days a week, I'd see him come in for lunch. We'd always bro down. He just happened to be in the in the spot on Wednesday night, and we reconnected. We exchanged numbers, and we're pals again. So, Hell yeah. all that really is to say is just be kind to people. All right, all levit, all levity, no negativity. That is the motto that I came up with for Culture Cast Radio, and so far, no one has told me no. So, well, I mean, we don't tell you no because you're the only one that doesn't adhere to it. <laughs> Occasionally, I have to steer us back onto the path from time to time. <laughs> happy, happy, happy shit. Happy, 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 happy Jason shit. story. <laughs> what? That was a good story. Your stories are great, and I wish you would tell them more, but we can't because we gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go. Turn it off. It's over. Break it, never that. We can't just do that. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs>